Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Social studies is always lit. (laughs) As the kids like to say, I believe it's never sus. It's never never sus. It's never mid. Let's see how lit this thing is. So we turn it over to Sarah Cazell to take us through some social studies. All right, guys. Let's just jump into this thing. Uh, We don't need a preamble. You know what social studies is. You know where to find us on Twitter. And you know what happened in yesterday's Cardinals game up in Seattle. Guys, let's start off asking for your biggest takeaways from their loss to the Seahawks. Open-ended. Broken offense. That's the biggest thing. Um... They don't look capable of, you know, we've talked about this offense's failure to score 40 points under Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. 40 points might be a three-game endeavor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They might need three weeks to get to that much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing to see, and I, I, I think everybody plays a part in it. I think it starts with the head coach and the play caller. I think the quarterback is culpable, the offensive line, which I believe is overachieved for most of this year, honestly, was awful yesterday. And the running game was non-existent. Nobody making plays. I mean, it's all over the board. I, I think it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous to me that so much has been invested in the offense and there's been so little ROI, if you will, and so little has been invested on the defense and yet Vance Joseph is is doing a masterful job. I'll tell you this, the idea that, that oh, it's a, no, don't change everything, that keep everything the same. If Vance Joseph gets a head coaching job out of the job he's done this year and he leaves, and Cardinal fans are left with Cliff Kingsbury and no Vance Joseph. Oh. I'm gonna feel real good about that. Dark. Yeah. It's the only thing about that though is if they f- finish like six and eleven, it's hard to imagine Vance becoming a top candidate, shot. despite how good the defense might be. I don't know. Don't you don't think people would be able to pick separate and it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that defense was pretty good last year, and he didn't get a whole lot of. A whole lot of attention right, in, yeah. in coaching openings. So. They are they are prepared from week to week to week, and they are playing together. You're not seeing a ton of mental errors on the defense at all. Uh, Zayvon Collins is coming along nicely. Uh, the secondary was sensational yesterday. I mean, those are two excellent wideouts Seattle has, and the Cardinals swallowed them up. Yeah. That's been a regular uh, regular occurrence. All right, let's get to some of our listener responses. Their biggest takeaways from the Cardinals' loss to Seattle yesterday. Jim Divley says, Cliff is not the head coach for this team. He is not an NFL-caliber head coach. We've got to move on from him ASAP. Annie Spielberger says, while everyone keeps using the words inept or predictable while describing the offensive calls, I prefer insanity. The Cardinals keep doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. Luyan says, Cliff stinks, Kime stinks, generational talent at quarterback, and he is regressing because of the incompetence in the front office. Carlos Miramon says the New York Jets have a better football team than the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, Let that sink in. Yeah, they're four and two now. Woof. There's an it, such an interesting blend of Cliff criticism, but it's usually separate from the Kyler criticism. It's like there's two factions yes. warring for control of this offense right now in the minds of the fans. It, yep. It's very interesting to divide right now. Bailey Zappi has as many wins as Kyler Murray this season. Bailey Zappi. Bailey. Bailey. Zappy? 
Uh, zippy. Go you know, there, there you go, getting they, all zappy. They, they, they on love us, that kid in Fox, bro. Their big thing now is zappy hour instead of happy. Oh, okay. Uh, final response for our first question: Your biggest takeaways from the Cardinals' loss. Timbo Champ says midseason hard knocks is going to be juicy. <laughs> yeah, that's only a couple weeks away when they start they start filming. All right, let's move on to our next question. Of these three options, guys, who are you blaming most for the team struggles on offense this year? Not just yesterday, but generally speaking. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime. Who do you blame most for the offensive struggles? The most? I mean, <clears throat> Is it possible to cut three pieces of the pie at thirty three point three with a bar over it ten <laughs> percent? I don't. I don't know if it's if it's equal equal allocation, but they all they all play a role in this. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one, I'm picking Kingsbury for the most. Me, me too. But yeah. there's blame to be shared. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Seventy five percent of our voters, though, are putting it on Cliff Kingsbury. Seventy five percent. My goodness. Fourteen percent look at Steve Keim for the offensive struggles. Only eleven percent say the quarterback Kyler Murray. Uh, Tino says Kyler has no time to throw. He's got awful play calling. The receivers are not getting open enough, or they are dropping balls. Kyler is elite. Cliff is the issue. And let's move on to our final question, I do believe, in social studies today. Some surprising results across sports over the weekend. Uh, We're looking at the NFL, we're looking at college football, and we're looking at the baseball postseason. Of these three options, guys, what was most surprising to you over the weekend? The Cardinals losing to the Seahawks. Alabama losing to Tennessee, 52-49. Or the Dodgers getting knocked out of the NLDS by the Padres. Look, I picked the Cardinals to win on Friday. Shame on me. But 34-31, was that your... Yes, if anybody (laughs) picked that as the option on this particular poll, I would be shocked. I haven't checked the results. Well, you're going to be shocked. 26% voted for. Wow. Goodness gracious. I know. What to me, to me, that Tennessee game, that what a, what a, that, that was one of those games that makes you fall back in love with college football. Oh, 100%. Either one of those great. could be the answer because those rivalries have been so one-sided recently. I mean, 15 years since Tennessee beat Alabama. Yeah. And the Dodgers that own the Padres, I would give the nod to Alabama. The Dodgers won every series during the season yeah, against the Padres. Every series except for the one playoff series. Yeah, one listen, game. you make the argument. The Padres were due, man. Yeah. I guess so. What, yeah, a, what a scene in the Who's Dodgers? your Padre, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Who is your Padre? Well done, Vinny. And what Who's does he your do? Padre? Ken. <laughs> Who's your Padre? <laughs> 54% of our voters say they were most surprised by the Dodgers getting knocked out by the Padres. Like I said, 26% voted for the Cardinals losing to the Seahawks. 20% voted for Alabama falling to Tennessee. Uh... Desert Dirtbag says, definitely most surprised by the Dodgers. Tennessee was expected to give Bama a run, and the Cardinals will suck until they get a head coach. Ouch. People are not sugarcoating anything. No, you could say that the fan base is divided between who to blame, Kyler or Cliff. It's much more on Cliff, it feels like, from the, like well, from our calls, from social media. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's pretty it. heavy no on, doubt about on Cliff Kingsbury. I think, well, I think that's fair because I think more people believe that Kyler Murray could be good at this level. Yes. As opposed to Cliff Kingsbury being good at this level. And I feel like on 
who's your padre? I only went halfway. Quién es tu padre? Hey. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, muy bueno. Yes. Vinny Joe with the upside down. Vinny Joe bilingual. Vinny Joe. With the upside down <laughs> question mark. Vinny Joe. How do you say flex in Espanol? I don't. I don't know. Hey, Steelix. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, thank we'll you, Sarah. You. Social Thanks. studies every uh, day at 9 o'clock. Thanks to everybody who chimed in at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, we are going prime time this week as we're giving you the chance to win tickets to both the Suns' home opener this Wednesday and Thursday Night Football. Just text prime time to 620-620 and listen for your name all day plus one lucky winner each day will win their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. That's prime time to 620-620's Big Red Monday rolls on here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Flexionar. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, man, we just want to get a W. That's it. Man. We just want to get a W, and uh, each and every week, that's that's our main goal. As a core, as a team, as a defense, especially me being one of the leaders of this defense, we just want to win, you know what I mean? So we just got to keep straining each and every day and uh, just trying to get better each and every day. That's Buda Baker, Cardinal safety. Defense played well enough to win. That has been a common refrain this year. They didn't win. 19-9, they lose to the Seattle Seahawks. Let me just say this about Buda Baker. Yeah. That guy is amazing. The way Buddha Baker. Buddha. Love, Love that, that guy. guy. Buddha Baker. <laughs> Complete <laughs> disregard for his own body. Um, the way he flies yes. around. There was Much a hit he delivered. I believe it was to Kenneth Walker at one point in the game where there was an audible 70,000 fan gasp when he made contact because he's a missile. And yeah. they know what's coming in Seattle because Buddha played his college ball there, oh, yeah. and that's how he played at the University of Washington. That guy is just so much fun to watch. Oh, it really is. And for all the for all the angst about the the quality of the secondary, and I was right at the front of that line in the offseason, yeah. man. I tell you what, they have they have been good. The, yesterday it wasn't just it wasn't just Byron Murphy Jr. taking out DK Metcalf, which is which is quite something in and of itself to go toe to toe with a guy that physical. Uh-huh. And only give up a, a catch late in that game, but to to to, to bottle up Lockett as well. I mean, that's Hamilton that's made something. plays. Marco Wilson made yeah. plays. The safeties have been as advertised. Yes. Baker and Thompson have yes. been fantastic. So, yep. and, and on that side of the ball, Zayvon Collins continues to develop. He had two sacks yep. yesterday. He's pretty confident things will get better. I can keep doing it and I'll do more. We just got to figure it out. That's what it comes down to. You can't just sit here and you kind of hold your hands up. You just got to. I mean, as grown, someone has told me before, I'm just like, hey, when sit in the fan, just figure it out. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you got to grow. Like, I mean, not just grow, grow as a team and we'll figure it out. And that's, that's basically what it's come down to. That's basically all I got for as far as, like, you know, and he, this is only year two for me, so like in JJ's, I mean, it's like year a million for him. So, so he was like earlier in the he was like, he was, if I had the answer, he'd tell us. And he's like, that's true. All these guys, they told us if they had the answer, they'd tell us. So we got to figure this out together, and that's really all it is. Uh, I appreciate the uh, um, you know optimism by mm-hmm. Zayvon Collins, but mm-hmm. like you said, he's only in year two. I don't have faith that this gets figured out on the offensive side of the ball without a different perspective. You, everybody can apply to this, especially people like me that aren't very handy. I think you're in that category as well. You know yeah. what's wrong with something. 
you think you know what's wrong with something, you try to fix it, you just can't fix it. You have to call in somebody from the outside to fix it. Yeah. The Cardinals right now are in that situation. They keep, you know, heaping this on, on Cliff Kingsbury to figure it out. He's six weeks in with no answers in sight and another no. game in sight. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. And that, that's, that's why it's such a stunning paradox when you've got a defense that is so connected and so well prepared and, and so ready for every challenge. And I mean, watch the way the Eagles played offense last night against a great Cowboys defense. And it'll give you even more respect uh-huh. for what the Cardinals defense did that particular day. It's a shame they're wasting it. It really is. And it's, you know, I, I'm with you on that. Something has got to change here. And again, I'm just going to remind everybody that Cliff Kingsbury was a long shot. He was a wild swing of the bat, a failed college coach who was latching on to a, 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 a save me job at USC. And for some reason, the the that lineage, the Sean McVay lineage, the go get yourself a guru, it, it, it was it was worth a shot. When, when when they announced they had hired him, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And coming out of Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy, we were ready for just about anything. Yes. The um, Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy, everyone has to remember, put themselves back in the mindset. That was about like the most traditional hirings you could do. The old school football coaches, yes. the old school offensive coordinator. Yes. So they ha- and, and things were so bad. In the time, you're right. It didn't feel that you know upsetting to try to do something completely different. They, Mike, they I needed somebody to get Josh Rosen yeah, right. I don't know where Mike McCoy is or what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but I assume there's a smile on his face. He was the scapegoat midseason for a failing offense, and that team had a lot of issues. Let's face it. But to go the opposite way and hire a college coach who had these, and there's no doubting, Texas Tech offensively mm-hmm. in college football was, you know, it, it was fun to watch. It was productive. It needed to be explosive because they couldn't recruit any defensive players to Texas Tech at all. The bottom line to me, Bick, is college football is a completely different sport than pro football. It just is. Yep. Last week, there was a lot made. There was a couple of different outlets that ranked all of the direct from college head coaching hires in the NFL since 2000, and there's been like 12 of them. None of them have really succeeded. I mean, Bill O'Brien is one of the best. Cliff Kingsbury on the list that I looked at on Deadspin was number three. He was the third best. It's not a winning proposition no, as we not. know now. No, it's a great. It's a, it's a different sport. It completely. That is so true, and and that is why to me the frustration is is not in understanding that and moving on. Now, again, we've said this many many times, and and that would be we don't know what these contracts actually look like that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury signed. Very true. They, they may be five years, six years. They might be one year contracts without clause every single year. Who knows? Why don't we know, by the way? Because because that stuff doesn't get filed in a central location like players' contracts. It's weird we can read the minute details of Kyler Murray's contract, but we don't even know how much Cliff is making. That is true. That right. So so now that there's this r- real severe layering of criticisms, national the national media is getting on board with this, um, and 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 now that this is all happening, I'm curious if we're going to see any news trickle out about this. It is set up traditionally that Thursday night's game in any other NFL market in any other circumstance, this would be the game. For a head coach to save his job. This would be the game for all the players who love Cliff's loosey-goosey vibe 
to show up and show out because of that. Because if you don't, you're going to get a different guy, and that guy, he's going to have a much sterner feel to him. Yeah. So, so, but but we don't know if any of this applies. No. We Factor don't. in also, this is the week they finally get back to DeAndre Hopkins and don't have that excuse either. They don't have that excuse. But, you know, the Hollywood Brown the Hollywood excuse Brown, will, will yeah. grow this week. Um, Mike McCoy getting a lot of run in this segment. Because you remember back when they finally pulled the plug on Mike McCoy in that 2018 season, it was after a Thursday night football failure. Wow. He's they the got, current they got uh, dominated by the Denver Broncos. He's the current quarterback's coach for the Jaguars, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense on why I wasn't very impressed with Trevor Lawrence when I watched him play <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago. They, they started off good and when they don't look good the anymore. The Jacksonville Philly game, I was like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, thanks. That <laughs> was after a four. He hadn't had another job since the Cardinals until this year. I don't think he'll have that job much Whoops. longer either. What? They got a good they got a good head coach in place there, but yeah. Huh. Oh, coming up next is Monday. We got to hand out some hardware. We'll do it straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, welcome into Bickley and Murata Mornings. Good morning, everybody. We are heading to our website, ArizonaSports.com. I could say good morning, but I guess it's not so much a good morning. It's, it is a morning. Yeah, it's a morning. If you're a Cardinals That's fan. Really M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Oh, look at you. Alonzo Morning. <laughs> uh, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for today's poll question, guys. I just mentioned in the sports update that DeAndre Hopkins is back with the team. So we're asking, how much will DeAndre Hopkins return? Move the needle for the Cardinals offense. Three options. It'll move the needle a ton. This will look like a whole new offense. Eh, it'll help some. He can make up for some of the miscues or not enough. He can't do it all. Yeah, see. Not enough. He can't do it all. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhere between B and C, okay. but probably closer to C. I, I think there's so many issues on this offense right now. Yeah, much I, much respect to DeAndre Hopkins for coming back, and he's great at what he does, but he's not going to fix everything. Right. Uh, 73% of our voters went with that final option. He can't do enough. He can't do it all. 22% say he can make up for some of the issues. Only 6% say this will be a brand new offense with D-Hop back. 6%. There's some optimistic people out I want to live in your world. <laughs> Everything's always sunny. Uh, thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show, uh, and we do it on Mondays. And it's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime with Revitalize. 480-435-3557 to schedule your consultation or check them out at RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. Who wants to go first go and first. hand out some I'm hardware? I'm going to let Carlin jump the line this time. All right, Beck, you, you are first. The most selfish man alive award. <laughs> Give it to Tom Brady, everybody. Oh. Tom Brady, who was seen yelling at his teammates yesterday against in a loss to the Steelers when he'd blew off Wednesday's practice. He flew out on Saturday to go to Robert Kraft's wedding, swoops in on Sunday just to lose to Pittsburgh. One Twitter person wrote, 
Tom Brady ruined his marriage so he could lose to Mitch Trubisky. Oh. There's still time, Tom. Quit football and go to her. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Run telling to you, her. This is... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Giselle, I don't know what I was thinking, baby. Take me back. It, it The story gets stranger and stranger. Oh, man. But my reaction to that story, one of the reactions I had to that story... Why is a guy who owns a football team who's like, I don't know, 600 years old, getting married on a football weekend? Of all people, yeah, no I, fall weddings, Robert Kraft. Well, yeah. I, I've actually got the answer to that. Oh, I actually oh. write about this in a story. They were at an Elton John concert, and Elton met Robert Kraft and his much younger new bride. Cute. And, cute. And they basically Elton John said, when you guys get married, I want I, my gift to you is I'm going to play your wedding for you. Wow. And they looked at a calendar, and that was the only date that Elton John had. Oh. I, too, would schedule during football season for that. Fair enough. Yeah, so so that, that that's the why of that, wow. but that doesn't explain why Tom Brady felt compelled to go. Bill Belichick, who works for Robert Kraft, said, you know what? I better go win this football game. Yeah. I don't like tiny dancers. I don't. I don't. don't. That's true. Swift move by uh, Sir Elton to wiggle out of giving an actual gift. Yeah. How about that, huh? You want three songs? I'll play Candle in the Wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first award is the, you sure you want to trade that guy award? And I'm giving it to uh, Christian McCaffrey and the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers were predictably awful Sunday. They fired their head coach, Matt Rule. They lost a 24-10 to the Rams. Like the Cardinals, the uh, their only touchdown wasn't scored by the offense. It was a defensive touchdown. And the Panthers had just 203 yards of offense. Christian McCaffrey was responsible for 158 of the 203 yards. Yet, it is very likely he will be traded in the next two weeks before the NFL trade deadline hits. The Carolina Panthers offense might be, the if that happens, it might be the worst offense in the history of the NFL. <laughs> so there's less pressure on you, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I was going to say, that sounds like a challenge, Cliff. <laughs> Can he do it? Jarrett? Oh. No? You're oh, okay. I can go. It, we, uh, I, yeah, we're kind of doing the, it's, it's, oh, I didn't, it's clockwise. Okay. I, Jared, come on. I thought we just did who was ready. We've literally the, done it, though. The first award is the <laughs> That's Nacho Cheese Sauce Award. <laughs> oh! That's Nacho Cheese Sauce Award goes to the Jets and their rookie cornerback, Sauce Gardner, who was wearing a cheese hat that was not his... At the end of the game there, after the Jets, the surprising, stunning New York Jets are 4-2, and and they beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, and then uh, Sauce Gardner celebrated by wearing one of those famous cheese head hats uh, around the field. Until Alan Lazard knocked it off his head. Well... Which right. somebody on Twitter said, at least the Packers have some fight left. Alan Lazard knocked the cheese head off of Sauce Ouch. Gardner's head. <laughs> Come oh, on, Sauce. Man. You don't know where that cheese has been. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All right. This is the Help Me, I'm Poor Award. And it goes Help to the University poor. of Tennessee. Exactly. <laughs> the oh, University yeah. of Tennessee. The Vols upset Alabama and Knoxville on Saturday. Uh, and fans flooded the field and tore down the goalposts. Big win. Um, someone recorded the president of the university celebrating from his suite as the goalposts went down. And someone said on camera, oh, man, you're going to have to pay for that, huh? And he says, who cares? Let's do this every season. 
You want to know why he's fine replacing the goalposts every season? He's asking the fans to pay for it. Yes, I saw that the Tennessee Twitter account put out a link for people to help buy the crowdfund. Are you kidding me? And do you want to know what's so depressing? People have donated donated $86,000 so far, and they just put that out about this time yesterday. It is embarrassing. I have to imagine they're going to wind up paying for it and then using that money for something charitable, I would hope. I mean, right? it specifically says on the fundraiser, help pay the tab for our new goalposts. <laughs> so- <laughs> we, have a, we have a prominent Tennessee alum in the uh, newsroom here. We do? We do. Uh, oh, know- yeah. Mr. Jim. Yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, broadcaster. He's not even Jim representing Tennessee? Tennessee, but I know he's a huge fan. I don't know if he went there yeah, or not. I don't know if he did either. But he's, still, he's wearing his Wyoming hat today. He, oh, really? Yeah. Well, you get to me. to sing Rocky Top. He said, boy, boy, Jared, that's not a good look, is it? <laughs> Amazing. What a great game, though. That Tennessee quarterback, that, those big plays down the field. And then Hooker. I guess you. TJ Hooker. Hooker. If you don't like defense, it was good. I yeah, thought that it was vaunted great. SEC defense. I thought it was just great. Yeah, awesome. All right, the Karma Award I'm giving to the L.A. Times because before Game 4 of that series, or maybe it was even before that, they ran a they ran a piece basically saying the Dodgers should just be crowned champions right now. Yeah. Forget the postseason. Marvel at the glory of 111 victories. And people were like, are you serious? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of hits home with Suns fans, though. A little. Well, there <laughs> is of. that. Yeah, there is that. But at least basketball didn't change its playoff as a format the year the Suns fell short. But baseball's going to take some heat for that. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, my last award is the uh, Ice That Arm Down Old Fella Award, <laughs> and I'm giving it to Matt Ryan of the Indianapolis Colts, who completely just gave up on their run game. Uh, they won their game against Jacksonville, but Ryan completed 42 passes in one game. That's like three years for Justin Fields. Uh, he became At age 37, became the oldest quarterback ever to complete at least 42 passes in a game, surpassing Rich Gannon, who did that at the age of 36 in 2002. They didn't have Jonathan Taylor, but the Colts might actually be good after all. Yeah, the three, two, and one there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a football team that got off to an awful start that has kind of grinded its way to a good position. Yeah. yeah. What's your last award, Ferret? Uh, perhaps the this is the Rush to Judgment Award. Uh-huh. This goes to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, <laughs> uh, who might not have to have a contra- uh, quarterback controversy after all. After Cooper Rush went 18 for 38 for 181 yards, three interceptions, and looked terrible in their loss to the Eagles last night. Yeah, I put too much faith in Cooper Rush. I thought the Cowboys were going to win that game yeah. based on their defense, but yeah, can't turn it over three times. Nope. All right, this is uh, my final award. It's the Good Luck with Those Gas Prices Award. It's for Bills Safety Jordan Poyer, <laughs> who did not get to fly to Kansas City for yesterday's Bills Chiefs game. He had a 15-hour car ride from Buffalo to Kansas City. He's got a collapsed lung, so he's not allowed to fly right now. Medical professionals said due to the air pressure in planes, we're not comfortable with you flying. So he got in a van. I don't know if he drove or if someone else did, but he got in a van and traveled about a thousand miles for the game. He played, got four tackles, and the win. I, uh, that has I to drive ask. back now? I've got to ask. If if you have a collapsed lung Thank that you. keeps you from getting I on an know. airplane, why are you getting onto a football field? 
great question. Do not know. It's a great question. He was medically cleared to play. But he was not medically by, cleared by to fly. Who? Did he used to work for the Dolphins? <laughs> that one guy, yeah. yeah. And J.J. Watt yeah, played know. two days after having his heart shocked back into rhythm. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. Oh, true. gosh. You guys are inspirations to all of us. <laughs> Don't ever question Jordan Poyer's <laughs> commitment to the team, <laughs> ever. No, you can't. All right, there you go. There's the hardware for this week. Coming up next, we wrap up our, uh, our uh, portion of Big Red Monday with some Big Red crosstalk with Wolf and Luke. That's next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Yeah, we continue Big Red Monday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports and uh, playing a little instrumental version. We don't do a song of the day on Mondays because we do have crosstalk, but yeah, we're doing it anyway today. Uh, the name of this song is Figure It Out by the band Royal Blood. A band of two people. Yes. Two people make all this noise, Vinny. Yes, and two people make all the noise from 10 to 2, Wolf and Luke, <laughs> and they join us here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings for some crosstalk. Figure It Out seems to be a theme that was talked about going into the game, certainly still talked about after the the game. Guys, good morning. Is there proof that this could be figured out? <sighs> Vinny, you know, I, I heard you guys earlier today when you said that this was the one week this season you've gone into feeling confident that the Cardinals were, were probably going to come out of it with a win. And, and, you know, I felt the same way because Seattle's defense had been so bad. So is there a way? I'm sure there's a way. It just doesn't feel like it right now on this Monday morning. Yeah, for me, guys, uh, once again, can this offense be fixed? Yeah, I do believe there is a way to fix this offense. Yet at the same time, right now, it looks as dark as it possibly has been all of the Cliff Kingsbury era right now in regard to this offense and actually picking it up. Can you fix it? Yes. Is it bad? Big time. Yeah, in terms of how bad is it, um, kind of a joke we have on during the sports kebab. How bad is it? Um, one of your tweets last night, Wolf, you said, forget the numbers. This is the worst offense in the league right now. And that's saying something because we're seeing some struggling offenses. When you watched, especially yesterday, I mean, you've watched more football than I'll ever watch in my life. What is your diagnosis on all of it? If there is one simple fix. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I think it's rather obvious right now, and it's just the fact that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins working together is something that this offense needs in order to actually excel. I was hoping, guys, I was so hoping this was not going to be the case because to be that dependent on one guy I think is a dangerous dangerous situation. I was hoping that somehow, some way, they were going to go ahead in the offseason knowing they weren't going to have D-Hop for the first six games of the season. Hopefully, they were going to go about finding a different way to move the ball, a different offense, a different uh, development, something within that offense to move the ball and score points. And that just has not been the case. It's not been the case. DeAndre Hopkins coming back that does fill me with hope they can fix it. Yet at the same time, it's not just D-Hop. It's also all these guys that are hurt. I can't believe James Conner, Justin Pugh. The, the game totally changed when Justin Pugh went out of it. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but the game totally changed when Justin Pugh went down. The offensive line is not producing. They're not playing. They played their worst game by far and away, and so did Kyler Murray because of it. 
Luke? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's truth to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins coming back obviously should make the offense better. That's tempered for me a little bit because I wanted to see him and Hollywood Brown together, and I don't know if what Hollywood Brown's status is for Thursday or the week after. Um, you know, I agree with a lot of what Wolf just said right there. You you you're missing your best player on offense other than your quarterback. I get that, and I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope people are writing into me in, in, in three weeks saying, "See, you doubted this team, and now they've won three in a row." I hope that's the the case, but they look more broken than one guy just stepping in and fixing it. Pass plays, we got to the point yesterday when Kyler dropped back to pass, I just have no confidence that it's going to be a complete pass, or if it is, it's going to be Zach Ertz making a great play and standing still to make the play, and then he can't run after it. Their, their passing game doesn't move forward. It's it's the weirdest thing I've seen with this team in years. I think I think Kyler um, deserves credit for tucking the ball and running and gaining 100 yards yesterday. At least he was a willing participant that way. His tech Technique though, throwing and delivering the football, it, it it's fallen apart a little bit. Vinny and I were talking how many times he is just throwing off of his back foot, not yeah. stepping into throws, and you saw it a couple of different times. He 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 dirted a pass uh, that on fourth down that was big. He he uh, overthrew Zach Ertz on what could have been a big play. I, I, I'm not targeting him singularly for the blame, but but mm. I do think he's got a that 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 breakdown in technique. That's gotta that's gotta stop. You've yeah. got to be able to make those easy completions. No, there's no, there's no doubt, Danny. Um, I honestly thought, uh, again, this is why he played what I believed was his worst game of the season, just because of the inaccuracies. Even, even some of the balls he completed. Uh, there were a lot of guys, Zach Ertz, making some great catches of the football. Mm-hmm. And you know, once again, um, yeah, his inaccuracy that was an issue right there. But this offense has got. To get fixed. It does. It has to get fixed. I think D Hop is going to go a long, long way. I don't like saying that. I don't because you shouldn't be so dependent on one guy, especially a wide receiver, to clear up coverage. And yet, I think that's what's happening with Kyler Murray. I think D Hop, in the presence of D Hop, suddenly knowing the configuration of a secondary and how that secondary is aligning, is going to tell Kyler Murray how they're going to cover D Hop, and that gives him an advantage. And I think without D-Hop, he's thinking of a lot more stuff than he, what he should be. Yeah, Vic, I'm with you. He looks like he's throwing up passes yesterday, really for the first time maybe this season, where he's just hoping they're complete instead yeah. of expecting them to be. And look, the fan base is, you guys can speak to this maybe even better than me, this is the angriest I remember them, and I think a lot of it is because they don't really know who's being held accountable for these games. All starts with confidence. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot. But Luke, they're angry. That means they still care. Yeah, anger's better than apathy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's next. Guys, if you're not we'll careful. be listening. Uh, they'll have Cliff Kingsbury on the show today. Wolf and Luke, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks also to Kyle Vandenbosch for checking in. Great stuff, as always, on another Big Red Monday. Wolf and Luke are up next. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6 here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.